Welcome to Boys and Brunch. This is the show where we explore and expose everything going down on the timeline. Uh, today, we're talking about picking a side between friends, knowing when to argue and when to fall back, what celebrity redemption should look like, and who you should defend in a fight between your mom and your man. So I'm Jared D. Mm. King. And I am joined by co-hosts Brandon Harris-Williams and uh, Marcus Haynes. And I'm also joined by a special guest. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, a writer, a YouTuber. It's Charles Warren, everybody. What's up, guys? Oh, <laughs> Jerry, really, this is a round of We're going to need that, uh, that virtual audience or something in the background. That sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> Have somebody roll out on mount us a screen. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jerry, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, of course. Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Charles? Um, well, I'm a Libra. I'm single. Uh, <laughs> really. I am from the South. Um, like you said, I am a writer. I used to be a professional dancer. Um, yeah, so. All right, cool, all good, all good. So you're very, very much creative. So you're in the right, uh, you're in the right room because everybody in here is a little bit creative. Um, so what are, what are you drinking today? Oh, so today I don't, do you guys have tropical smoothie in your cities? I don't know where y'all are. Do y'all have <laughs> tropical do. smoothie? Yeah. I do. Okay, so I bought a pomegranate plunge from Tropical Smoothie, and I basically liquefied it and infused it with Ciroc apple. So I will be drinking okay. this. It has like pomegranate, strawberries, apples. Okay, um, sounds yeah. like a sounds like a Charles Warren original. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. So okay, yeah, I mean, look, you might have to bottle that up and like you know ship that out to people and start start a little business after that. Um, good right <laughs> uh so marcus what's going on what are you drinking today um hmm i'm drinking a concoction just something Ooh. juicy and something blue juicy. <laughs> <That's> interesting <laughs> juicy it matches your shirt <laughs> yes i'm blued out today <laughs> so what's new for you this week um, well, my birthday was Thursday, so there's that. Happy belated. Yeah. Happy, Happy belated, belated birthday. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> so this has been fun weekend, you know, had mm -hmm. many enjoyable activities. So. Okay. And I saw you had like a virtual birthday party or something and you had multiple outfit changes. Yes. So <laughs> could you tell us about that, please? <laughs> okay. What, what caused that? <laughs> Me being me, but no, um, I originally, because this was my third year, um, I originally was trying, you know, trying to go big. I had so many different plans. I wanted to go on a cruise at first. Then I decided I was going to do like a multi-day, like party extravaganza type deal. But then COVID hit and all of those things became impossible. Right. And has um, not gone anywhere. So. Listen, <laughs> so I said, you know what, I'm going to try to make the best of it. Um, you know, try to uh, do a little something. And, you know, so, so that I wouldn't just sit in front of the computer screen. I try, you know, make it a little fun, have us do a couple of different things. And me being the type of person that I am, I wanted to show off the things that I had bought ahead of time for this in preparation for the <laughs> extravaganza that I expected. And I was like, well, COVID ain't going to stop the outfit. So there you go. 
Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to celebrate it and uh, make the best of it. Um, Brandon, let's move mm-hmm. on to you. What's what's in the cup? I think this is, I think it's called Gloria's, I think, the little margarita things. Okay, I, I haven't heard like, of that. You talking about like daily? What? You talking about like the dailies? Like in a no, not the dailies. No, 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 not the plastic things. It's like a big, let me see if that's what it's called. I could be lying. I think it's glorious. I might be naming it something else, but just the margarita. <laughs> okay. It's a big bottle. That's cool. Oh, like, I know margarita. what you're talking about. Like it's already made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, know yeah. Yeah. I didn't know they had like pre-made margaritas anywhere because I don't know what I'm doing, mixing stuff up over here at my house. So. No, no, no. You definitely have should still mix it up. Oh, oh, you do? I mean, they're them. not they're not bad, but you can, right. you can still. Take this them. one is strong to me. I was like, woo. Okay. All right. Well, what's what's new with you, Brandon? Give us an update. Nothing. Nothing. Um, this was my no, this was my first week back in the office. Um, so that was something. It was um Okay. It's not thankfully it's not that many of us in there. So mm-hmm. that's not too bad, but it is what it is. Yeah. I'm sure it has to be a little a little bit shaky to kind of go back into the office, I guess. Right. Yeah, they have us doing like daily screenings. They check our temperature every time we come into the building. It's like only one entrance now. So it's, okay. they're taking precautions, but we still should be at home, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, I am drinking a sparkling rosé. I'm back to my my normal my normal drink, I guess. I see. And uh, I guess what's new with me is that I have been to Atlantic City the past couple of weeks. I've been, you know, kind of back and forth between Atlantic City and here, just kind of uh, getting away and clearing my head and not being in the house so much. So it's been very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I will say to the viewers, if at any point you hear something you like, please heart it up, give us a like. I will be watching the comments and doing my best to interact with you and shout you out, uh, whether you are on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook or uh, Twitter slash periscope wherever you are i'm going to be watching the comments so you know uh please interact with us and let's move into our first topic uh so i'm going to pull up i have my tweets ready this time Uh (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because it's funny because i did just get these together in like the last like two minutes that we were before we (laughs) did this so it was very last minute but i did get it together (laughs) so let me pull this up and we're going to jump into our first topic, which is all about picking sides. Lord. Yep, yep. Oh, it's not even labeled. I hope I'm pulling up the right one. Hold on. Got it. <laughs> all right. See, I had them up, but now it just says photo, photo, photo. So I don't know which one I'm picking up. So let me try this again. This is very... I might not Maybe even be sharing stuff anymore if I'm <laughs> for real, if I have to keep doing this, but okay, here we go. So as, so the original tweet, which you see in the middle of the screen was the friends that quote, don't pick a side already picked a side and it's not yours. And then the response to that, that you see over top was at some point y'all need to grow up. Nobody wants to be in all that mess, especially if it doesn't concern them. So that was our, that's our tweet, but uh, let me pull back up what I had on the screen. My gosh, it's too much going on here. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys, which side are you on? 
uh, is picking sides between friends childish. So why don't we start with our guest host, Charles? What do you think? Is that, do you, what do you think about picking a side between, I guess, between friends? I think it depends on what we're discussing. Um, and this, I want to stay out of it, gives me nice friend energy. Um, when you're the nice friend, you care more about how people feel at the end of the day versus the truth. Um, so that's why I don't, I don't fuck with nice friends. Um, excuse my French. But um, if at your core, you base your morale on whatever makes most people happy, then you're like willing to lie, stay out of things. For Like for example, if me and your homegirl, whatever we're discussing, the fact that our third friend is in a domestic violence situation, just be an example. And you're the type of girl that wants to, let me stay out of it as long as she's happy, as long as, you know, as long as Sarah's happy with her man. Um, that's what nice friends say. Mm -hmm. um, and that's all that gives me. And I don't want any nice friends. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> what do you think, Brandon? I see you nodding there. Um, I think, I agree for the most part. I do think that um, it really does depend on the situation. I think that um, it's almost like, I feel like the original tweet and the response were two different, almost two different conversations. Like, I think the original tweet is saying that you do need to, like right and right is wrong is wrong kind of a thing. So even mm -hmm. if you don't, quote unquote, pick a side, you should be able to still voice your opinion. Like, I can still be friends with you both, but this is where you did wrong or this is where you did right or whatever else. Um, whereas I think the second one is like the response is probably more of a thing of like, my two friends are already at odds. So I'm not going to get in the middle. But I think is you can like voice your opinion and still not be in the middle because you can still be friends with both, even if one person is quote unquote wrong. Mm -hmm. Marcus, any, anything to add to this so far? Yeah, um, I I don't know. Like, like I'm sitting here thinking about the thing. I was like, am I the nice friend? Probably. <laughs> um, but, at the, but at the same time, though, like I feel like in certain situations, like you do have to make like take a stance, like make it known. Like the whole domestic violence example that you brought up, like okay, that's that's beyond nice. That's that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you know, something needs to be said at that point. But if you have two people that have their own sort of like drama that's completely separate from you and it's like well how do you feel it's like that ain't got nothing to do with me like that's between y'all like if you put me in the middle of it then somebody's not gonna be happy with the results but really y'all need to hash it out amongst yourselves you know i just feel like you know when you're i feel like there always comes a point when you need to kind of pick i mean not always but there there are some moments where you have to pick a side between uh your friend or not, I don't know. I just feel like loyalty to me is, um, loyalty to me is important. Um, I used to think it wasn't. I used to think, you know, you just stand up for whoever's right. And I, it's, it's a very nuanced thing for me because I feel like depending on what is happening or what's going down, um, you can, you can pull your friend's coattails. I mean, maybe, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe you pull your friend's coattails in the background away from everybody. But uh, when you're confronted with this situation in the moment, you know, you kind of have to stand up for the person that, you know, stand up for your friend or stand up for um, for who's most right in the situation, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys 
feel differently or yeah, and I think too. I think that like picking a side or voicing your opinion doesn't mean that you're involving yourself either. You're just like kind of like, okay, y'all have an issue. You were wrong, but y'all fix it. Like, right. <laughs> I had nothing else to do with that. Right. Right. <laughs> and then that's my like. That ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> so, have you guys ever been in a situation like that before, where you kind of had to choose? Yeah. Okay, and what was that like? <laughs> well, no, I think it really it also depends on your friends. Um, cause I think that a couple of times I've been like a mediator cause I, um, you know, sometimes you're angry, you don't express yourself the right way or the other person's angry, they're not hearing what you're saying. It's kind of like, okay, this, you're not listening to each other kind of a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But I also think too, that I've, I've been lucky for the most part to where people kind of listen to me a bit. So they know, like, they'll listen to me if I say them that they're wrong or they should have done something differently or whatever. And it's not judgment. It's just... You could you made a bad move that time. Mm-hmm. Anybody else been in a situation? I know that I personally have been in a situation, not necessarily between friends, I would say, but more so like I remember when I was doing a um, I was doing a fashion blog, and there we had like uh, I'm trying to remember there was one person who wanted to create a group of fashion bloggers in Philly. It was like a whole thing. So we had like a group of fashion bloggers in Philly. And then that person, the leader of that group did not like the leader of the other group. And they both wanted me in their respective groups. And I'm like, you know, trying to, trying to play this, play the fence, basically. Um, I ended up, you know, once it came down to crunch time, once, you know, one guy was like, hey, are, are you are you in or, or what? And I was just like, well, you know, I think, you know, I can kind of be in both. And that really wasn't the right thing for me because um, that, that ended up messing with uh, my relationship with that guy. Um, and I don't mean relationship. I mean, just like, you know, just a regular friendship. Or friendship, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> but it kind of messed and messed that up. And then I ended up not really doing much anything with any, with either of them. Um, and so I don't know. And that's kind of where I learned that it's important to be to be able to pick a side once it once it comes down to it. I think there are some instances where you where you kind of have to. So I don't really think that it's a childish thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I really haven't been a part of a friend group since college. Um, most of my friendships, well, all of my friendships are just like one on one relationships. Um, so when I get my friends together for like game nights and things like that, I'm always the person in common for everybody there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, they're not necessarily friends. So I don't really have that issue of two people disagreeing and me having to choose sides because I don't really move in friend groups anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a reason for that? Like, I'm curious, is that, do you purposely choose not to, not to have a friend group or? Has it just kind of unfolded that way? I'm just very selective. I'm very selective with the people that I keep around me. Um, so, and I've learned that from being in college that you have a friend group, you know, the first gay friend group I ever had was in college. And you may learn that, okay, you really mess with one or two of them, but the third, fourth and fifth one, those, those are the ones you're not going to be friends with in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it is. I, yeah you're not big on friend, <laughs> not big on friend groups uh, yeah because i don't want to be forced yeah. to be friends with people you don't want to be around yeah. <laughs> marcus and brandon i know you both have you both have friend groups that that you current that you're currently a part of correct 
Yeah. Okay. Now, how are the dynamics within each of your groups? Like, is it is there a lot of friction, or are you guys really normally all cool, or is there kind of a hierarchy, or what's what's the deal there? I don't want you guys. I don't want you guys to have no issues after this. But <laughs> <laughs> I am curious. Disrupted the whole friend group. Okay. <laughs> so, Marcus, let's start with you. I'm I'm curious. Okay. Um, I have several different friend groups. Um, you know, I have you know like my gay friend groups. I have you know like my friends from college, um, frat brothers. So, like I have several different um, like friend groups that we have within the groups. Um, there, you know, some people may not see eye to eye on you know some kind of minor things, but for the most part, you know, we're all uh, all cool with one another. Um, and when you sort of like mix and mingle, like uh, like say for instance for my party this this week. Like it is a bit of tension trying to make sure that you know people are going to jail together, but I think that I maybe maybe I'm lucky enough to where none of my friends are just so like really combative like that to the point where you know it will cause unnecessary friction. So, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So it sounds like your your friend group is pretty even keel, or your your all of your groups are pretty you know, very, very, kind of like you. <laughs> not really, I mean, not very dramatic. <laughs> no, I try, I try not to be. But, uh, but no, like, um, but yeah, no, like we, we're all, you know, my groups, I have different friend groups for different things. It's not so much as like, oh, this is my number one, this is number two. It's like, okay, if I want to do this, I'm going to leave people. If I want to do that, I'm going to raise people. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. And Brandon, what about you? I think kind of the same. I kind of bounce between like, this is my group of friends from work, my group of friends from college, my group of friends um, that I've met in this area or whatever else. So for the most part, it's pretty cool. Um, I think also too, it's important though, like in the friend group to have your own dynamic with each individual as well, because that kind of helps to solidify the individual friendship, but as well as it eases tension as well. Um, I think the most problems I've had has probably been from my friend group from college, but I think it's because we've known each other for 10 years. So I think a lot of that is like growing and learning and, and um, like individually and as well as with each other. Mm-hmm. But we, for the most part, have always bounced back. Um, we've left a few behind, but you know, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> so, okay. So let me dig into that because I want to know why, why, people have to break out of the friend group like because I I think that that's I think that's an interesting thing because I've been in a situation where I was the one kicked out of the friend group and I was in a situation where I guess more recently I was part of the friend group and somebody some other people got kicked out so I'm uh like how does how does that how does that change the the dynamic of the group um, I think for instance, for or for my college friend group, the um friend or two that we I guess lost in the circle. Um they were causing like chaos and confusion and I think they were going through some things, but they didn't like communicate that properly and so it kind of was causing mess between yeah. everybody else. And then finally I was like, Wait, you're the common denominator, you know? And then I mean I think though to our credit, we tried to like extend all the branches and try to mend fences or whatever but also it's like a lack of accountability. So you can't really move forward if somebody's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. It was all of you guys. And it's like, was it really all of us? <laughs> but I also think too, though, at least I've witnessed on the flip side though, where sometimes people will oust a person because of jealousy. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes a friend group is wrong. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
And, right. and then I, I feel like they have some, you have some instances where I guess going back to that idea of trying to grow or whatever, because in my, <clears throat> in my college friend group, we had one friend that just vanished off the face of the earth. We don't know what we did to this person, you know, but they just sort of removed themselves from the group. We kind of just came to the conclusion that, well, maybe they needed to step away from us for whatever reason, for on their journey, whatever what have you. So but they ghosted the group. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, you know, thinking about these uh, interactions with friends and thinking about uh, some of the conflicts that we come into uh, contact with, I think that kind of flows into our next topic, which is, you know, basically when to fall back or if it's even segue. Yeah, I think it's, you know, even <laughs> it's important to even even approach people with uh, certain things. So let's let's share this one. I got this one ready. So the tweet says falling back, falling back silently is greater than greater than sign wasting time addressing shit. So falling back, falling back silently. I can't say back today. I don't know what falling. I want to say black. That's <laughs> falling black. black. Pride. <laughs> so yeah. So y'all know what I'm trying to say. But uh, so sounds to me like you know when you say you're falling back silently, it sounds like you just don't. You child, that she can't communicate. Well, okay, and that's uh, yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm. <laughs> That's what I picked up. I'm like, I feel like when when you have an issue, when you're in some kind of a conflict, you have to say something, but you can say it in an appropriate manner. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a big argument or anything. But I think it's important to address things. I don't think, you know, just letting it go or, or being, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think it's, do you think that it's, that you're being walked over if you don't address anything? What do you think, uh, Charles? Uh, yes, um, Brandon, read me. So, <laughs> um, uh, I see both sides. Now, um, I know the mature thing probably would to, uh, you know, uh, rub their back, you know, address the situation, tell them why, blah, blah, blah. But now that dating has, well, I'm taking this into dating. When, because dating has become a multiple thing, like multi-dating, um, it has sped up with the apps and, you know, technology, you really don't have much time now. You don't have to coddle people as much anymore, is the way I feel. Mm -hmm. I can address something with you once or twice, mm -hmm. but if you just keep wanting more and more of an explanation, I'm just gonna stop responding at some point. Okay. Um, yes, that may be childish, but some people just don't get it. And sometimes we just not compatible. And yeah. I don't wanna argue about why we're not compatible. We just Yeah. So you're basically saying like if if I if I bring it up once, I don't want to have to keep bringing it back up. So right. I mean, and, and okay, so I don't think I don't think that that's necessarily childish. I think no, I the childish either. thing is to not say anything at all and just let it go, and then you risk it kind of building up to where you have a blow up later on, where you could have avoided a blow up by just mm -hmm. saying what it was the first time. Right, but you know that's that's not enough. You know that's not enough. You tell a guy one time you don't like this or it's not going to work out for this reason. 
he's going to text you again tomorrow. And we're going to try, going to try to have the conversation from a different <laughs> angle <laughs> and see if maybe we can hang out one more. Mm, I'm not going to keep doing this. You said, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I said what I said. I right. said what I said. Yes. Uh, Brandon, what are you, what are you thinking about this so far? No, I kind of agree. I think if you've um, discussed something once or twice and then it's like no change or it's repetitive behavior, then it's like, okay, I don't need to keep, because you don't want to beat a dead horse. You don't want to you know, be a broken record. And I also think too, if it's in the context of dating and it's something that's still relatively new, like I'm not even gonna waste all this energy up front. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Feelings aren't involved yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just, let's cut it here. So that I get. Uh, so Marcus, I want to ask you, like, at what point do you feel it's worthless addressing something? Like, we can, we can take it into the dating thing, but I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're in a deeper relationship with somebody, whether it's romantic or family or, or a good friend or something, at what point do you think it's just like, all right, I'm just not even going to say anything anymore, or I'm just going to remove myself from this situation? I think that's a, I think that's kind of like, a, it's a personal thing, like, how, how important is whatever it is that you bring up, you know, to you, because, like, I'm reminded of a Beyonce quote, like, it makes no sense for me to keep applying notes if they're not being applied, like, there's, I'm not going to keep saying this, and you're not, you're not paying attention, like, you're not taking the initiative or whatever, do something, like, if I tell you, hey, what you, this that you're doing, you know, calling me before 9 a.m. is not going to work, after the fourth day of you calling me at eight something in the morning, I'm blocking you because you're not you're not listening. You're not paying attention to what it is. Like, not comprehending. And yes, you're not. Like what's not clicking? And it's like and to that, it gets to that point where honestly, I get to I get I would get to thinking like if you're not gonna listen to the simple stuff, what's gonna happen when we get to the larger stuff? I'm about, gonna stop uh, before it gets to the uh, larger uh, stuff. Hey. <laughs> I think uh, I think for me, as far like as far as this whole conversation is going, I feel like I'm not a fan of suffering silently. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of let us a lot of let us stuff slide, um, especially if it's just like a one off or a minor annoyance. But it comes to a point where you kind of have to say something sometimes, and I'm not really afraid of I'm not afraid of confrontation. I'm not, I mean, and I don't, and I, and people say, people use the word confrontation, they mean it's like a battle, right? But it, I don't, I don't think of confrontation as necessarily a fight. I just think, you know, you just confront the issue. You just talk about the actual elephant in the room. And I am one of those people who will always do that. And I find like a lot of people don't like to do that. A lot of people like to make nice. And, mm-hmm. Play <laughs> and just, nice, be the I'm nice like, one. No, let's talk, let's, let's talk about it let's air it out and if we have to fight then we're gonna fight but <laughs> okay okay Jackie, i'm not on. afraid of that let's either but it's like <laughs> and i don't want to fight but if it goes there it goes there because All right. you can't listen you can't take it. it this is a shift okay is it a shift this is a new jared <laughs> <laughs> But this I'm, jared no, has always though. been here <laughs> I'm y'all are just learning ever I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was like, have you guys ever though not brought something up because of fear of how the other person will respond, or you know that they already don't listen, or they play victim, or anything like that? Like in those instances, do you just choose to not say anything? 
I will always give that person a chance to act right. Um, <laughs> even if I know that usually they don't. Uh, <laughs> Teach me so, that. I mean, that's just, that's just <laughs> right. me. I won't that's always nice. assume. Nice. I won't always <laughs> assume of how they're going to be. I always want to, I always want to be the a, adult. I guess it with in any kind of conflict or anything like that. I always want to at least say something before. And, and it's so funny because I feel like usually when I bring something up, like I don't ever say anything. Um, and I talk about this with my, my good friend all the time. It's like, I don't, we don't ever talk about anything unless we know like 99, a hundred percent we're in the right. So if I ever say anything that's like dogmatic, like, and I state it as a matter of fact, I'm not just talking off the top of my head. Um, but that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to take up the whole conversation. You guys can go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it, it really depends. Um, because there are, I will say that there are some arguments that I, that I just don't feel like having at that point in time. Like, you know, like some of my, I'm not going to argue about, you know, some, I'm going to say about some small things that I kind of, I may look at some of my straight friends that they say, like, I'm not even going to go into that argument because that's, I don't have the energy. I don't have the bandwidth to try to do that. So some small things like I'll let go, but you know, it really, again, it just really just depends. Like, is this something that I'm really passionate about? Like, you know, if you're going to be out here blaring R. Kelly, you know, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> but like, you know, if, if it's small things, like, you know, you say that you prefer, I don't know, um, Nicki Minaj over whatever, what have you, then okay, that's fine. That's, that's your wrong opinion. Well, that's a wrong, wrong opinion. opinion. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think it becomes real touchy when it comes to family. Um, I know somebody mentioned family earlier, but when you have family members that give like the hotep energy, they're just real stuck in their beliefs, and no matter what you say, it's it's going to be that way. Um, I do think it's a waste of energy, as you were saying about you know just arguing about homophobia or race issues and girl mm -hmm. just, i just just let them think what sometimes they want it's, sometimes <laughs> it's, it's better to just let it go yeah it just let it go yeah now i mean this brought up the question for me it's like what are what are some of your pet peeves and what like because i know there are some things that kind of set us off so i'm curious what um what are those things for you what are those I don't want to. Well, yeah. What are those things that set you off? So I want to go. Let's let's start with Brandon since he asked the last question. He can start this one. Okay. Now set me off like in having a conversation. Set me off when I want to. A conversation or getting heated or whatever. I don't do yelling. I just, I can't. That that hurts me. Do you do fingers you in your me face? Off. I don't. <laughs> I do not. No, we're gonna keep. Now I talk with my hands, but we're gonna keep them like at an even. If you bring them up, <laughs> then I can see what's up. Like that is a sound. Of <laughs> <laughs> that, that far, that's real confrontational. Um, I think my main thing is if we're having a heated conversation, if you're not like letting me talk, you're talking over me, and you're yelling, it's a wrap. It's mm. a wrap. Okay, okay. So you like people to talk to you calmly, even. I'd like to use our inside voice if we're inside. Okay, okay. See now, I feel <laughs> like. Excuse me. I feel like I would have, um, I would have trouble with that. Trouble keeping my voice down <laughs> if I'm in a heated conversation. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Uh, but yeah, I just I know that based on how I was raised and the way that my family is, 
we will keep going up and up and up and it's just like mm-hmm. you know it, it just gets it gets to be it gets to be a little too much i mean admittedly so because like tone i understand during like, i understand we're angry with each other so tone is fine it's the volume for me i just can't okay. do okay. The, I, no <laughs> <sighs> uh marcus how about you um i agree with that you know yelling screaming thing like don't bring it down like i don't need all that energy <laughs> Um, and the other, the thing that gets me is don't cut me off because like it's sometimes it takes me time to get my mind, my thoughts right. Um, I stutter, you know, kind of frequently. So you're cutting me off when I'm trying to formulate. Eventually, I'm going to get to the point where, all right, since words are clearly not working, we're going to have to try another route. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so Charles, any any pet peeves, anything that anything that sets you off, anything that makes you immediately go from a zero to a ten? Because you seem like a very even like you seem like you're very calm. I won't say he zero. He said he's a Libra though, like... so it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, pet peeves when it comes to communication. Uh ignoring me I think ignoring me is like the number one because like you said Jared I when I have an issue I want to talk about it right now like while it's on my mind I want to talk about it because I'm the type I'll think about it and the more I think about it the worse for you it will become because then my mind will start adding stuff to the story and I'll talk to my friend about it and be like "Mm, let me just talk about this before it goes further you know right Um, so just being ignored and that's yeah that's that's your number I think my for me it would be condescension don't don't talk to me like I don't know what I'm talking about and like oh, that, that too, <laughs> just don't. <laughs> because if because if you do that, or if you try to like, if you basically try to, if you try to stun me, then it's a bad. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're fighting basically, and I don't mean like fist fighting, fighting. but but we might, but we might. Libra, I said, didn't I say? But we might. But don't do that. Don't do that to me. That's so. That's my thing, and that's what gets me heated. And people who. You know, who try to? I guess, I guess maybe they'll they'll take my. Um, I, I mean, I guess kindness for weakness is kind of what I'm looking for, but it's more of just just thinking that I'm really naive, um, and then it's like, oh, don't get it twisted. I mean, I'm, I'm I play nice, but don't don't. Get <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's that. But anyway, we can we can move on to our next uh, our next topic which would be uh, celebrity redemption. And uh, this was a topic brought up by uh, Brandon, actually. Um, and I think you said you were a little bit inspired by uh, this whole thing going down with Tory Lanez and Meg Stallion. Don't, that up. Don't get me in trouble. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just, um, so what happened was everybody was, I guess he did a, interview, I don't know what he did, but his album came out, whatever, and all the debate of, like, don't listen to him, protect Black women, on and on and on, which I understand I agree with. And I was just wondering, in general, not for not pertaining to him, just though, what does it look like, though, for celebrity redemption? Like, redemption? like when we cancel someone, can they ever be uncanceled? Is there something that they can do that can, like, kind of right that wrong, essentially? 
Or is it like, you know what I'm saying? It's like amount of time. Is it like they got to give to this organization? They got to now become an ally or a, you know what I'm saying? A strong supporter of whatever group. Or is it just like, no, you did this one thing and you didn't listen in 2010. So fuck you for the rest of your career. <laughs> mm. I think it depends on who the celebrity is and who, who are their fans? Who's their main audience? Um, I have two two examples of people that were real that should be canceled but are not because their core audience agrees with their fuckery. Um, number one is Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle mm. used the F word, the faggot word, excuse me, a lot. Um, he's very homophobic, but because his core audience thinks the same way, it's okay for Dave Chappelle. He gets million dollar Netflix contracts. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, we have Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber has plenty of videos out with him using the N word and saying a lot of really racist things with people laughing in the background. But because his core white audience doesn't care about that, he won't be canceled. So it just really depends on who your core are mm -hmm. and whether or not they care about what you did okay so in well, okay so in both instances and let me just play devil's advocate here but okay so with dave chappelle what are we saying like because i don't necessarily i don't know if i would say that his core audience believes in homophobia necessarily. I think some of them may go- But they don't care. That. They don't care is the main point. They don't care enough because it's not them. Yeah, but I would say, I mean, I think most of them think of it as it's just comedy and maybe you shouldn't get so uptight about a comic act. What do you say mm, to, to that kind of thing? No, because if a white com female comedian got on stage and started saying N-word jokes all day, she would be canceled completely. Mm. Um, right. So I, mm, I don't think the just the joke thing really works. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you because I would. I you know I had listened. I think it was something that uh, Chris Rock had said at one point. He said something about faggot or something. I was just like, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, they all love that word. They love yeah, that word. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I wasn't. I, I wasn't too <laughs> fond of that either. But uh, with Justin Bieber, now that's another thing because he said all that back in the day before he was a celebrity and he was much younger. Um, well, how he, had a, he? He, uh, uh, he had a. No, wait, now when he 12 he when he couple, came out? No, I was going to say he was younger than he came out. <laughs> okay, well, he was much younger. When, now, how old is he now? Now, wait a minute. I'm saying all this. <laughs> when did all this come to light? <laughs> I'm just saying, well, when did all this other stuff come to light? What, Justin Bieber? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It Okay, so he was already famous. He, he had a couple singles out already. And he did a like a fake little remix on camera to one of his songs using the N-word instead of the word he used in the real song. Okay. And the people in the background were laughing and laughing. Okay, um, okay. So, yeah, people do use the age thing, but I don't, I don't buy it. Y'all don't, don't do that for um, Jeffree Star, so you shouldn't do it for Justin Bieber. Right. No, I hear you. Um, I know that there was another, what's, I think the girl from uh, Fifth Harmony, Camilla. Oh, Cabello. yeah. Cabello. Did, she have some, 
some mm-hmm. old tweets and old, you know, stuff from before she was a star or something. And now I have that. Now I wonder about that too. Like, are we? Because I, sometimes I feel the way about like retroactively canceling someone. Like, if you tweeted something eight years ago, I don't know if you because I guess it depends on whether or not you can defend it or apologize or whatever. Like present day, you get what I'm saying? Because it's like a lot of people say and do stupid things. I think especially to like particularly with Twitter, like. Twitter 10 years ago, nobody knew what it would be. Right. Or like kind of the impact of whatever it would become. And that's not to excuse anybody's offensive behavior. But it's just like, do people not grow in 10 years? Do we not give them that space? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you think? For me, I'm going to say for me, I feel like the thing is like, yes, you can make stupid comments when you were younger and you don't know no better. But the, but I think the, the proof is that, okay, you thought this when you were younger, but do you still think like this? Because I feel like we have the idea that, okay, if you haven't done, the, like, if you have, say, for instance, with um, old girl, Camilla, whatever her last name is, yeah. like, she was doing all that, you know, saying all these, um, all this, like, racist stuff, or what have you. Nothing that you have done since then has shown that that's not how you still think. So the logic behind this, this is, these are still your feelings. You're just smart enough not to say this openly anymore. And for me, kind of going back to the original question, if you want to be uncanceled or forgiven, however you want to frame it, you have to show that you actually no longer feel the way that you felt when you were canceled in the first place. If you come up here saying all this stuff about um, about gay folks, about trans folks, um, you said all this stuff 10 years ago, then somewhere along the line between then and now, you need to have shown that, okay, I thought this, but now I feel differently. This right. is how I've grown, this is how I've learned. Because if you ain't did that, I think they still feel the way that you did 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there needs to be some serious, some serious action uh, in mm-hmm. order for them to kind of move past that. And I agree with you. I feel like, you know, something comes up, you have to, you have to make some serious, uh, some serious action to kind of uh, walk that back if you did, yeah. if you offended people. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know if this is a good example, but somebody who, May who could have been canceled, but have been uh, Jason Momoa, because I know he said something at one point, some kind of weird. Uh, I think it was, I think it was during like a Comic Con or something. He said something about uh, he made like a almost like a rape joke or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had apologized, but then it came up once he once he got into the Aquaman role and his his star was a little bit bigger it came back up again and he made the apology again. And it's just like, you know, if they, if it comes up, you have to keep, uh, you have to stay there. You can't be defensive about it. I feel, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily the best example, but um, yeah. So we, yeah, we, we saw Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart made a whole documentary on Netflix gaslighting the world to try to forgive him for his homophobic tweets over the years because it wasn't just a one-time instance with Kevin Hart and you learn from the documentary his team around him makes it to where he can do bad things cheat on his wife and they're gonna look out for him and do these things they should forgive me because I'm Kevin Hart like why do you why are you still mad type thing um and I'm bringing that up I'm sorry yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, and uh, and bringing that up, that's part of the reason why I don't put a whole lot of stock. And when people just say, "Oh, I'm sorry," you can make them out say anything. Like you can say, "I'm sorry" to you, trying to blow in the face. Like 
show me some action to let me know that you actually, you know, um, should be forgiven. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I see a couple of comments here. I see on YouTube, we have Connected saying, depends on what you've done to be canceled. And uh, Kiss My Cheeks TV, hey, how you doing? Kiss My Cheeks, come on. What's up, Angie? <laughs> there, but she, she's, she's in the building, so hello. Um, so I'm going to move on to our last topic. Uh, so I, I'm not going to, well, no, I have the tweet, but I'm not going to bring it up on the screen because it's just way too much trouble to do that. So let me just... Let me just read it. So the tweet says, your mom disrespects your man and they argue who you defended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Charles, let's start with you. Who you <laughs> your mom or your man? Uh, it depends on, well, let me take myself out of the situation. If It depends on who your mom is and it depends on what they're arguing about. First and foremost, I don't think your man should argue with your mother Um, They should let you know and let you handle the situation because I think it's your job, your job to correct your mother if she is the one in the wrong and you and your man get get out to go home. You will do so much of life. Um, But like I said, it depends on who your mom is. Some people have liberal moms. Some people have crackhead moms. Some people have church moms. So not all moms are created equal. They're not all created equal. So we can't just say all moms are correct in those situations, you know? But yeah. True, 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 true. Marcus, uh, how are you Um, you feeling about Who are you defending? So I'm not going to make this personal because I don't know if I'm going to make it again. Don't worry, we're going to make it personal (laughs) soon. I want to make sure that I have something else to, yeah. Anyway, um, I think it really does depend on you like, I really hone in on that. You have to know who your mom is because I think we have this idea that, you know, oh, your mom is infallible. She's the one that's everything and she has to be the person that's right at all times. And we got to be honest, some of our mamas ain't like that. Probably a lot of them ain't like that. Like, you know, some, some people mamas really do be trying it. And you have to recognize, you know, what type of mother that you have to know whether or not you need to, you know, to nail yourself to that cross to try to defend her or you need to defend um, your mate. All right, Brandon, any thoughts? Um, I, I'll go just solely on the tweet because it said, if your mom disrespects your man, then I'll defend my man. Because we okay. didn't say he did something first. We didn't say he, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. started with her. <laughs> If she just come out of a bag, then I got to defend my man, you know? Yeah, and I think I'm kind of the same way. If we just go based on the tweet, if my mom is the one disrespecting my man, then I have to defend my man. But uh, I don't think that would ever be an issue. I don't think that would ever, because my mom is, personally, my mom isn't that way. But do you guys ever see your, have you ever been in a situation like that where you kind of had to jump in the middle of your your mom or or your or your dad and your significant other no no charles no but i mean my parents have never met anybody either so mm, they're bad so. okay <laughs> charles no because my mom has only met one partner i had in the past and my mom also she might be watching love you but she's willing to play fake nice so my mom mm-hmm. won't disrespect you in front of you, but she'll probably do it <laughs> when you ain't around. That part. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, my mom has told me and my brother that. She's like, I can be nice to anybody for an hour. 
<laughs> That's funny. So, um, so what if it was the other right, other way around? If your man is suspected, your mom. Oh no, 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 no. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. that. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah. No I hesitation. Mean, I love it. Yeah, like, no, no disrespect to my mom. You know, no, we're not doing that. But are you gonna gather him in front of your mom, like? Or is it going to be like a side side thing? Like, okay, we're going to go home and then I'm going to yell at you in the car on the way home? Or like, how does how does that look? I think it depends on what he says. Like, what what is the disrespect level will depend on what not. And the same thing with the mom. I think it's like, I'll be like, okay, y'all stop. And then depending on what was said is whether or not I'll say something in that moment further. <laughs> Connected is saying the question is very family or fiance if y'all have ever seen that. I've seen <laughs> yes, that. it is. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a tough situation sometimes. Um I never I've never been in that situation because I I, no, think, me I think my mom has only met like one guy that I've been with. None of them have ever been worth bringing to my mom. Hello. So when Hello. somebody gets to that point, we'll see, we'll see where we are. But I don't think I'd ever be in that kind of a situation. Uh, but we are running out of time. So Charles, I want to ask you, um, can you please let the on? audience <laughs> please let the audience know where to find you and your work, please? Yes. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Charles Warren underscore or on YouTube, Charles Warren. Instagram, the Charles Warren. Somebody already took my name, so I had to put the in front of it. Um, I currently do Big Brother like live chats. So if you watch Big Brother, you can jump on in, waiting on Survivor and some of those other competition shows, Drag Race to come back. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually on your show a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun to talk because I never get to talk the strategy of the game with like anybody aside from maybe my dad who may who may watch once in a while. So it was it was good. It's a fun time. So definitely subscribe to him on YouTube and all of his social media platforms. Uh, so everybody, if you enjoyed our conversation and uh, you want to see more, it's absolutely less necessary that you let us know, whether that's a bunch of hearts on the live stream, a like and subscribe on YouTube or a comment and a share, please show us some love. So everybody, I think it's time for us to put our glasses up. Glass, okay. I got a long a glass, bit. a long glass. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, this is a refill. <laughs> How do you do I that? I don't even be always so miss that. It's, it's magic. It's just magic. Because it was full. So the fact that it was full and you know refilled since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a fun day. What can I say? Uh, so until next time, be careful what you say because the boys will brunch. Take care. <laughs>